I'm Kevin H. I'm Kevin C. And I'm a Seth. And this is the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. So just a disclaimer, we are going to talk about some things that people might not be super comfortable with. We're going to use some language, language that people are not going to be super comfortable with. That's adult language. So, Expletives. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Or not. That's cool too. What's going on, internet folks? Howdy doody. Woo! So we're coming to you live from the dungeon. Whoops. Yes. An upstairs dungeon, not yeah. really a basement anymore. Yeah, it's more like a tower, I guess, because it's the second floor. Top of the morning to you. A cupola? No. no. Francis Ford cupola. Oh, uh, good wine, <laughs> yeah. except for when you're already drunk. Don't drink it from the gas station. What? Callback. He's a director, but he's also a top piece on a house. He's also Nicolas Cage's uncle. That's no, true. No, no, but you were talking about wine. Yeah, yeah that wine that I got company. super drunk was the Francis Ford Coppola wine. From a gas station. No. What they, that was they, the last thing for I had. For, they actually have Francis. He, yeah, dude. It's he fucking, owns a winery. Yeah, it's fucking uh, fantastic. A vineyard. It's the only really? vineyards that I will drink. Well, that huh. and Dan Aykroyd's. Huh. Yeah, but his is made with aliens. And really fucking crazy <laughs> shit, too. Hey, but there's nothing wrong with Dan Aykroyd. Anyway, I, Did so, I say there was? If you're listening to this show. We love you. No, man, I was going to do the whole studio thing. Oh, I was, oh, I was oh, like, oh, so that's your guys' thing. I'm not going to do all the promos unless you want me to. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, yeah, by the way, guess what? I'm back. There it is. Welcome back, girl. Thank you. We're happy. Uh, so, yeah, if you're in the mood for a brand new pair of headphones or earbuds or, you know, yeah, or both at the same time. Come and check us out at, uh, well, not us out, but check studio out. At if you're listening to us and you don't want anybody else to hear what you're listening to, because guess what? Our voices make you damp. Not moist, because people hate that word. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm about to slide off my chair. Yeah. Head on over to studio audio. Studio.com. There it is. Yeah. And you can check out sweet headphones. Yeah, like, like the, the ones we're wearing. The Regents. Yeah. Or the Claw. Or actually, hold on. Seth, say it again. Chlor. Yes. You gotta have a deep baritone voice. You get over there, you can see these little fuck. What am I looking at right now? This is the Neva. Those are mine. Those are badass. Those are completely. Totally wireless Bluetooth earbuds that you can use one or two. They charge real quick. And it comes in a cool little charger puck. Yeah. It is a charger puck. It is. And how many does that. uh, the the case hold, the case has uh, four charges that you, once you have it fully charged you can charge the uh, earbuds four times on the case before you recharge my, it. I told my brother about those and he was like, "Oh my god, that's so sweet!" And the cool thing is, from I'm messing around with these Nevos, I just realized They're the case is mag fucking netic. Look at that fucking yep. shit! And you try something else. Take them both out of there. Try to put the right one in where the left one goes. Or switchy switch right on. Nope. Doesn't fit. No, nope. it actually is like no. Put me back in my slot. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Pretty, That's pretty sweet. So yeah, if uh, I like it, you go on, go to the studio, check them out. If you, yeah, I know, we'll know not not if you find what you like, when, when you find like what you like. Just uh, 
Put them in your basket. Go to checkout. Put the promo code of DarkWindows15 in. You'll get 15% off. Hell yeah. Because we love you. That's why. You know who else loves you? Who? GameMV.net. What? Transition. Flawless. Did you just like half-ass dab? Don't ever do that again. Yeah, because that's what the cool kids do now, bro. Don't, don't do I that. I saw some kids doing I was like, man, that looks like a super fly for this white guy. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> really? You. Yeah, a little I'm bit. I'm okay with it, though. I was uh, going to I was gonna do someone else, but I was like, nah, this room is way too small for me to pull off a wrestling like sweet Shawn Michaels. pose. <laughs> right now doing the Hogan. Anyway, if you head on over to... GameMV.net, home of the hobby holder. I say it every time, folks. I'm really hoping someone's like, yes, I have gone there. Yes, I have found hobby holders. Yes, I have found other sweet hobby-related tools. And I want to buy these things. Well, good. Put them in your checkout cart. And then when you're there, to put in the promo code BROADSTONE. That's me, folks. We do this every time. It's ritual. Like I said, folks, it's ritual. It's BROADSTONE. B to the R to the O to the A to the D to the S to the O and E. Because it's chilly out. We get the cold chills in. That's me. You, like I said before, you put that bad boy in. Hit the enter button. 10% off your entire order. You're welcome. I love you. I'm, I'm going to correct you, though. It's not chilly. It's fucking cold. Dude, I'm wearing shorts. It's still good. To be fair, I also got a space heater right next to me. That's why yeah. Bree's like, you should wear pants. I'm like, fuck no, there'll be a space heater near my my, my mangina. <laughs> There's going to be a space heater near my manhood. So my manhoods. <laughs> so, since Captain Speed Pants is back, a.k.a. the Kevin Hire, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a little bombing that took place a while ago uh, in this little town or state of New York. Little town state? Town state, yes. It's mm. a little city state. It's like an. You know, it's, eh. If you ever been to New York, it's tiny. You you can go across in like an hour, twelve hours or whatever. Yeah, something like that. You know, no. Uh, we know we it t- takes eight hours to get from Buffalo to Pittsburgh. Thanks, construction. That was awesome. Not only that, trying to find a uh, a suite. Oh wait, that was in Pennsylvania. We tried to find the Ninja Store. Yeah. Oh fuck! It was right off the interstate the entire time too. <laughs> oh Ninja. It's it's a fucking Ninja surplus store. They ninja sell like. Finish. Like swords and like throwing stars. They probably had smoke bombs. Oh my god. Extendable staffs. Smoke bombs! <laughs> Ninja star. Nice. That fucking rad. But yeah. alas, we didn't go. Yep, and alas, we're talking about a bombing in a little city state called New York. Yes. On a on a little city street called Wall Street. It's the Wall Street bombing. It's today opposite day. What? I think Wall Street's a big street. Eh. It's got a big gold bull on it, too. Really? Yeah. I've never been to New York. Yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah. city. Yeah. It's cool. I don't know if I'd go again, but it's cool, I guess. Wicked. Merrill Lynch? Yeah. I don't know if it's... It's a statue, yeah. I don't know if it's gold, though. I don't remember. It's gold fucking colored. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know if it's a bronze statue. It looked gold to remember. me. Oh, the Wall Street bombing. Uh, this event took place on September 16th of 1920, which was a Thursday. I don't know why I had Payday. to say that, but it was a Thursday. Uh, it happened just before noon when the bells of the Trinity Church were ringing to announce that it was noon. Bells will be ringing. <laughs> and then some shit explodes. Sorry, that was inappropriate. <laughs> uh, so well, 
Market's closed. <laughs> At the junction of one of the busiest intersections of the country, Wall Street and Broadway, or as it would be called by some, Wall and Broad. A Wall Broad? <laughs> wall Broad, These yeah. These fucking Wall Broads over here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Wall Broads. Sounds like a good uh Sounds good like wrestling. a Bostonian thing. Yeah, sounds it does like sound a, like a Boston thing, actually, yeah. Or a rich, uh, rich bunch of rich fuckers. Not Wall Broads. Sons of bitches. Not Wahlbergs, because that's... Uh, no, know. no. That is Boston. That, that is, is Boston. Boston. Uh, so businessmen and, var- and a variety of different people were making... Were, yeah, making way. Making... No. Making hay? Nope, they weren't making hay either. Making gay. No, not making that gray. either. I was just about to say making gray. They were being very busy. Oh, okay. Sure and crossing the street... Going from business to business, standing around on the sidewalk. Busy yeah, standing what, still. Doing what business people do, talking. Licking you know. frogs. Yeah, Ooh. We do know that for sure. <sighs> Call back, baby. You're not supposed to lick frogs, at least that kind of frog. Don't lick frog men. Yeah, you don't lick <laughs> frog men. <laughs> or let them lick like you? I don't know. So, and some were actually going for a bite to eat because, well, it was noon. Uh, Where were they going? No. Well, what kind what of research did you do? What the ever. fuck were they having for lunch? Fucking hot dogs. Hamburgers. Daddy water hot dogs. I was they're, hoping they're, for I, I, If it were me, I would have gone for some Italian. Well, a little Italy's a little ways away from and Some there. pasta fagioli. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. The, the streets themselves had vehicles, horse-drawn carts. Yes, I did say horse-drawn carts. What year was this? This is 1920. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and streetcars going up and down them. Uh, so as a typical busy day in a very much overcrowded city of New York, just before the explosion, a postal worker found a bunch of flyers stuffed in a mailbox just down from the J.P. Morgan Bank. The, fo- uh, the flyers had the following written on them. Remember, we will not tolerate any longer. Free the political prisoner or it will be sure death for all of you. And it was signed... America, American anarchist fire, uh, fighters. That you, sounds pretty cool. Mm. That was pretty baller, actually. Yeah. The reason behind the letter was due to raids that had been taking place on suspected communist sympathizers by J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, shit. Hoover was instructed to do so by Attorney General General uh, Attorney General A. Mitchell Palmer. There was like During this time, there was like this whole little back and forth with... Uh, with communism and everything else because of... Well, yeah, it was pretty prevalent of, during yeah. that time. Yeah, because like, uh, World War One had just ended and there was just a whole bunch of upheaval. And everybody always thinks that communism, you know, the Big Red Scare always t- took place during ni- the 1950s. You know, well, that's, when the, that's when the main part of it took place, yes. Well, it was, it, was, it was pretty prevalent this time as well. Because just think, because, I mean, well, not only was um, Russia... Communist, but there was also socialist uh, Italy as well. Um, but we'll I'll, I'll kind of dive. Spoiler in a alert: bit. That doesn't work out so hot for Italy in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. So around twelve oh one, roughly one hundred pounds of dynamite that had been stowed in a wagon exploded. God damn, that's a lot of dynamite. Whew. Mm. Yeah. It's a little brutal. Mm. I think it was a little bit overkill. Meh. Effective. If you had to get your point across, you know that really it really was an effective uh, task. 
this explosion was so loud and ground shaking that it uh, derailed street a streetcar a block away. That's pretty fucking massive to actually that's a derail. hefty explosion. But that's not the only thing that that make you kind of go holy shit about it. Yeah. The blast was large enough that it sent debris flying up to the 34th floor of the uh, Equitable Building, which was a 40-story tall building um, and is located at 120 Broadway, which is roughly a block away. So, so it launched at 34 stories a block, a away. block away. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine just being walking around, not even paying attention, and you're a couple blocks away and you hear that loud explosion? That must have been ear-shattering. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Especially uh, the shockwave that must have been cutting through that city because all the, you know, the the buildings weren't as tall as they are now. Woof. Well, some of them were. Some, I mean, well, Empire State Building was there. The well, I meant were, like now there's a lot more tall buildings and everything's much bigger now than it was back then. True, true. Uh, so... The explosion happened just outside the most important financial institutions of this of the country's history. Well, as I mentioned before, the first one was J.P. Morgan, right, um, and company, and it was it was a, it, at that time it was one of the big financial giants of of the country. It still kind of is. Uh, it was so large that the founder of the J.P. Uh, of the company, J.P. Morgan, came to the rescue of the government of the U.S. government. In 1850, 1895. So wait, um, 1850, 1895, which... No. I'm sorry, I, I, I missed... Oh, okay, so it's 1895. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, sorry, I was just... Got yeah, confused with numbers. Yeah, he, he led the efforts to bail out the country so that it would not sink into um, a great depression. This was like our first mini-depression. Yeah. It was nice of him to do that. Yeah. Um, that like, was like what happened in October 29th, 1929, but... He he prevented it because he was like, "Listen, I can't do this." But then after he did, he was like, "You know what? No, I'm never ever gonna do that again." No, because he probably he probably lost his fucking shirt on the whole deal anyway. Oh, guaranteed, never made his money back. Or if he did, it was very like small amounts. Yeah. And across from J.P. Morgan uh, was the U.S. Sub Treasury and the Assay offices, and I. The assay office is spelled A S S A Y. Is that an acronym for something? I will explain that. Okay, actually. perfect. <laughs> I so, will stop asking questions. <laughs> I figured. No, I no, I no. I just figured that you would probably want to know. You guys would be like, "What the hell is the assay office?" Well, I was going to make a joke about ASA. Oh, <laughs> what about ass? Because I was thinking, uh-huh. like, is it like a building named after somebody, or is that an organization? No, it, the assay office turns out to be. Um, where consumers bring metals in to have them tested for purity. Oh, okay. And to make sure that they're not buying or receiving tainted or flawed goods. Okay. Um, so it just basically, you know, hey. So it's a government-run pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sort Fair of. enough. Yeah. I Where mean, you get screwed on all the prices. <laughs> Best I can do is 20 bucks. <laughs> but this is worth like 600 Nope. This is an autographed, uh, you know. I don't know, whatever. Eh, Leo bucks. Major thing? This is Leo Major's eye patch, $27. This is Leo Major's <laughs> eye. <laughs> the sub-treasury at the time of the uh, bombing was um, in the role of acting as the government's monetary dis- depository. Where depository. 
<laughs> where the government puts all its money up its ass. <laughs> uh, where so the, there's a depository where all the gold and silver were received and paid out by clerks. To show how important the, the place was, the government, um, from what I found, to the government and everywhere else, that on July thirty first, eighteen sixty nine, clerks had recorded to had been recorded to have counted one hundred and two million seven hundred and twenty seven thousand six hundred forty eight dollars in uh twenty nine cents. Jesus Christ. That's a good amount. That's a good chunk of change. That's yeah. a lot of fucking money. Uh, that was that had they had actually had counted at that point. Um, wow. Now, I also forgot to mention that just down f- from these buildings was the New York Stock Stock Exchange. Yeah, because it's all like within a few blocks of each other. Yep. Uh, the dynamite that exploded was, as I said, stowed in a wagon. Um, the wagon was being pulled by an old horse and driven by a gentleman that was so ordinary that he could later no, not be identified or found. Well, Wait. I wonder fucking why. He <laughs> he was in a goddamn cart that exploded with 100 pounds of dynamite. No, he got off the wagon. He, oh, that's his problem. He, he should have stayed. No, no. He <laughs> Can I just pause right here? Did you say so ordinary? Yes. Just a plain-looking dude? Oh, Just okay. Just a plain-Jane-looking dude. I was like, so ordinary. I was like, well, that's kind of rude. What'd he do to you? <laughs> he was a he was a regular-looking dude, I guess. <laughs> you know? So the explosion uh, rocked the area, sending metal fragments and, form- and other forms of debris flying into the, the crowded streets. Um, so while, while I was doing the actual research on this, I was wondering... Um, would you classify as the bo- the wagon as a bomb, or would you simply call it an explosion because the dynamite was sitting in the the wagon? I was I was just thinking that. I'm wow. thinking like it's a precursor to the car bomb. It, it depends. Was there anything else in the there was. in the wagon? What was it? Uh, there were window weights that were in there. Okay, but we'll get into that. Okay, just a little. And those, bit. I'm guessing those are metal. Yeah. So that would work like shrapnel. So yeah, I would it, like set that. I would I would go with closer to like a. Uh, old timey car bomb kind of thing because you're getting all the explosion from the dynamite and then all the all the, the shrapnel. shrapnel from the window weights the fucking the wagon itself it's gonna sound gross but if the horse was still attached that becomes shrapnel too mm-hmm. you have bones and meat and shit flying everywhere you can get hurt with that I mean anything with yeah. enough velocity will tear your tear your shit up yes sir okay well the the Explosion of the wagon caused a lot of damage and killed 30 people during the act. So it killed 30 people outright, like, at the explosion site. Mm-hmm. So, boom, 30 people died right off. Damn. And left 300 people in different states of injury. Son of a bitch. Um, some of those people, uh, 300 people, of the 300 people, eight would then later succumb to uh, their injuries and would die. So bring the death toll to 38. 38. Okay. Uh, so there's, here's a quote that uh, I found came from uh, from somebody. Uh, I saw the explosion, a column of smoke shoot up into the air and then saw some people dropping all around me. Saw some of them with their clothing on fire. This is from a witness that told the uh, – that was speaking to the New York Sun. 
just after the incident. Okay. Um, when the explosion hit, J.P. Morgan building, a chunk of debris from the building fell and hit a 24-year-old clerk named William Joyce on the head while he was sitting at his desk. Ouch. That's fucking... Imagine you're sitting at your desk trying to do work. Like, God, I can't wait for the weekend. So excited. We're so close. I don't know what I'm going to do. Fump. (laughs) Good night. I know. I hate these lights. They give me a really bad headache. Ah, Well, turns out... Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. One more day of work. Nice. This is going to be great. Poof. Sucks. Uh, A J.P. Morgan... Another J.P. Morgan employee would later comment on the explosion by saying this that the that was the loudest noise i had ever heard in my entire life well no shit i mean that's a sizable explosion it's I a mean, bomb like yeah. I, oh next to that you know the loudest noise i've ever heard that horse down the street on 32nd the real miracle is how loud that thing farts <laughs> i can hear it all the way from here um another um, employee of jp morgan andrew dunn later remembered saying Remembered um, the event by saying it was enough to knock you out by itself. That's just the the, the concussion. blast wave. Yeah. Holy shit! When the uh, he said uh, so when the blast occurred, the father of the future president John F. Kennedy, Joseph P. Kennedy, who was a stockbroker at the time, was knocked <laughs> off his feet by the explosion. Daddy Joe Kennedy was a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Not all of them legal either, so. Uh, a reporter by the name of George Weston, who was at the site of at the time of the bombing, um, who was able to actually get into a doorway to avoid being injured or killed, would go on to say this, quote, Almost in front of the steps leading up to the Morgan Bank was a mutilated body of a man. He would also say this: other bodies, um, other bodies, most of them silent in death, lay nearby. As I gazed, as I gazed horror-stricken at the sight, one of the, these forms, half naked and seared with burns, uh, mm. started to rise. It struggled, then toppled, and I felt and fell lifeless into the gutter. Jesus Christ! That's, I mean. Mm. That's just, you know, I don't know what I would do if I saw people just laying there half, you know, or fully completely mutilated, burned, singed, just torn apart. It's one of those moments you just shake your head and be like, well, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to go drink. Pretend I didn't see this. Yeah, because there's really no way to get those images out of your head. No. We've talked about that with other topics where they have these type of things. Hell, we talked about that last week. Yeah, where with, it's uh... like that stuff just mentally imprints itself or just implants it into your head and then you just can't ever get it out. Yeah, no, it's just there. And it's like, what do I do? Do I help these people? Should I go get help? What I don't know what to do. It's kind of just leaves you lost. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the explosion was so loud that it was heard throughout lower Manhattan and across the East River in Brooklyn. Holy shit. Which is, you know, it's a, quite, that's quite a distance away. I mean, it's not a Tunguska explosion, but it's a pretty big fucking explosion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, immediately after the bombing, the police and the army were called in from Governor's Island to help the injured, gar- uh, help the injured guard the scene, and search for evidence. In addition to the police and army being brought in, the Red Cross was also called to ha- uh, come in to help with the wounded. Um, the stock exchange was closed, probably due to the fear of another attack. 
the number of police and military that were that were actually brought in to help manage the scene um, was roughly two thousand. Holy shit! Uh, they were they were um, they were also there to they were not only were they to help to manage the wounded, get the dead up, and everything. Right. Uh, they were there to also search for evidence so that the person or persons responsible for this horrendous act would be brought to justice. It was, it was very, it was clear to the investigators at the scene that this was an act of terrorism. The cleanup crews worked throughout the night to clean up the area and to collect evidence as well. By the next morning, Wall Street was back up and running, and with canvas over damaged windows and workers covered in bandages. Now. I saw a home – before I continue on, I actually saw home footage of this taken after of, of the, the – explosion or people being at work? No, after after the whole event took okay. place. And it was like if, – if you've ever seen – you know, fo- you see footage from the news after a bombing. Yeah. You know, where people are just strewn about, covered up. Canvases. Yeah, they had that yeah. uh, with the Boston Marathon bombing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, then then you got like blood splattered on walls, like really high up. I, mean, it was, I was like, holy crap! That's back the, when back when the news would still put pictures of that stuff out. Like they won't do that anymore. Well, no, this is this is home footage. This isn't. Oh, 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 oh. This isn't like you know. The, this is on the news because at, at that time there was no. News media to no, like, no, no. I mean, like newspapers know. to like put pictures of it. Like, yeah, yeah a lot of times yeah. it was sensational media that they would have. They would just release this stuff and be like, "Oh, look, see what we have. Look at this." And now they don't want to do that because if they do that, then it comes off looking disrespectful to the ones that have lost their lives. Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was just like people just walking around, like kind of in a fog. And I mean, like, like you see with you know most bombings that happen, like say in the Middle East, you know, or if you ha- see them that happen in Ireland with the IRA Oof. or whatever, or hell, even uh, the um, Twin Towers or the well, that's not really a bombing, but the uh, World Trade Center or the Murrah Building in uh, Oklahoma City. Yep, that was a bad one too. Yeah, I mean, just people just walking around in a haze, just kind of like, holy shit, you know. Mm. I mean, th- but this was kind of like one of those first. It wasn't a first terrorist act, because they had been there was been stuff going on previous to this. Right. This was just like one of those, you know, hey, a culmination. Yeah, it's it's a sizable one. That's why it mm-hmm. sticks out. Uh, the findings in regards to the bomb that went off. They concluded that it was TNT packed with iron window sass sass. Iron window sash weights. Now, what is a sash weight exactly? Well, you you happen to ask. I will tell you. That's Remember, the, stop asking I, questions, bro. <laughs> no, that's that's lovely because I, I figured you guys would ask those questions because I'm like, you know, I don't know what the hell a sash weight is. You so. know, the, the show would be a lot shorter if we'd stop asking questions. <laughs> Why do you got to sit back, man? I'm listening to this. Um, I'm absorbing. So if, if you don't know what a sash weight is, like you know, I didn't know. You know yeah, because we're fucking dumb, so of course yeah. we don't know what they are. I mean, I kind of guessed what a sash weight was, but I didn't. I was like, ah, okay. Um, it's an iron weight that is used to counterbalance a window when one half of the window is open. The weights can vary in weight from five to seven pounds, and it, and the length of them can also vary based on the size of the window. 
Uh, so it's like very small, like, I don't know, a couple inches, five inches, six inches maybe, up to, hell, a foot. Okay. So now just imagine that flying through the fucking air and hitting you. Nope. Yeah, I don't want to. Thank five you. Five to seven pounds of weight. Yeah. No. Whatever the fuck it is. Boom. I mean. But the other, the other thing to think about is it might not have even been full weights that were flying around either. With the explosion, it could have just been big fucking chunks or True. you have like these giant metal splinters that are flying around. That shrapnel, are, dude. That are going to hit you, but it's not going to kill you. It's just going to hurt like a bastard. That's ugh. still no, shrapnel. Thank you. No fucking thank you. Um. But, you know, you were talking about the IRA. That does sound like some of the bombs they used to make. Like, they would take um, mm. a thing I watched. They would take, uh, like, a motorcycle, and they would pack the gas tank with, like, nails and glass and marbles and shit mm-hmm. like that. And then they'd set their explosives in it, and then they'd park it somewhere, and they'd fucking touch it off and blow it up. And you got, again, nails, glass, glass marbles, ball bearings, shit like that, motorcycle parts flying everywhere. That's going to do a lot of fucking damage. Yeah, Sounds like a Claymore. Exactly. It's It's... Yeah. Well, I mean, not only, I mean, you have that from the the cart. Okay, so you have the cart itself, which mm-hmm. is has metal on it. Yep. You have the wood. Yep. You have the sash weights. Have we decided if the horse is still connected to this wagon yet or no? The horse is connected to that motherfucker. Okay, so you have horse bits, which yeah. is awful too. But then, so it explodes, and then, okay, like I said, you had other carts on the road. You had cars. You had trolleys. So you also have the asphalt that's like underneath on the ground. Well, I don't, I don't know. Or cobblestone or whatever it was. I didn't see any like actual holes. So to make that, it just kind of like poof, you know, exploded out. So it caused, you know, shit to happen. But there was the, it was so bad because watching that, that I watched a PBS show on it and from the footage that was shown, the, the explosion was was he- bad enough that it actually took cars. You know, at this time, you're talking about Model Ts, yeah. Model As, you know. Tin cans with a little bit of steel yeah. and pr- pretty much wood. Exactly. Much. Flip the hell over, <sighs> you know, on their sides. You had dead horses, you know, everything just strewn everywhere. Jesus. That's fucking um, rough, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, I was like, holy shit, that's. Very, it was very unnerving just to see it. Totally get it, man. You know? Oh, yeah. I would want to see it anyway. Like, just even thinking about it, mentally putting that picture in your head is just... Because I remember seeing the news on the Boston City bombing, and then you see all, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff that shouldn't have been released. Mm-hmm. And it's like just seeing that, seeing the World Trade Center, looking up the stuff behind the scenes that isn't mainstream released, and it's just like, no. So imagine that when it's so close. Well, it's like no. for a while there where we, we'd... We're watching like all those like crazy videos and all that, and like you look at crime scene photos and stuff. There's something about photos of bombings that's so much more unnerving to me than like a murder victim because it's completely random, not only in victim selection, but in damage, mm-hmm. injury, and stuff like that. it's just completely random. So it's you have different injuries that you've like. You'll you've never seen before, and you'll never see again because well, it's just how the angle was, and it's it's yeah. fucking gross. And thinking about the people, you know, okay, the police and military, okay, they're the ones that are they're they're kind of used to it, 
used to seeing their brains have been trained to handle those situations. Yeah, yeah. They, they've seen dead bodies before. You know, I mean, some might be rookies and uh, you know, privates or whatever in the military. So they probably they might not have right. But if they're if they had come back from World War One, yeah, they, they had saw seen, some shit. Yeah, they'd seen some shit. Or they're you know, I mean, this is 1920s New York City. This is gangs of New York. Yeah, this this is some heavy <laughs> Actually, shit yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in New York. So you got the, they, they've seen it. Yeah. Start of, the, you know, the gangs. They become jaded to all this mm-hmm. loss of life. But then, but then you got the people cleaning it up. Yep. Those those men and women, well, most likely men, cleaning this mess up, you know, from the time it happened. So from, what, maybe 2, 3 o'clock until the next day. Yeah. You know, you're in this shit just trying to get it cleaned up, make it look, you know, presentable. Yeah. But you still, you're going home, you know, you've got your, probably your family asking you, well, how was your day? Oh, well, it was fucking wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why when it comes to, like, I can never be a doctor, I can never be a nurse, I can never be anybody, like, in that field because those people got to deal with that all the time mm-hmm. of, like, sadness. Yeah, you get the joy, you get happiness, but you also get a lot of sadness, a lot of, like, scary things that happen. And, you know, that is... It just reaffirms what the human body, what the human brain, what we can do as people, and why you shouldn't be a fucking dickhead to people. And to that point, it almost makes you wonder what's worse, seeing that stuff all the time or getting to the point where it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, become like severely jaded to it where it's like – Yeah, exactly. Just be like, eh, whatever. It's somebody missing a leg. I've handled that before. Or the fact that you're seeing it all the time and then still going, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. Now, so the next day after the bombing, the – there was supposed to be a celebration that next day of the signing of the Constitution. So, well, it took place. Hmm. It still took place. It happened. The crowd gathered. The crowds gathered around the event, uh, numbering one hundred thousand to wow. view the scene from the previous day's events. Ugh. And then they got all. Then they moved from there. They gathered at the statue of George Washington where he was sworn into office as the president of the United States. They listened to a prayer for national safety and a speech for the capture and killing of those responsible for the brutal attack. Now, how often would you hear that? The capture and killing. It would just be now, it would just be the capture. Uh, no, the Boston Marathon, a lot of those people, one of those guys dead. Yeah, but they didn't but give they a didn't speech. Actually, yeah, they didn't actually publicize That's true. it. It was kind of keeping, yeah. they kept it under wraps in a sense. That is true. Yeah, it was just like, hey, we're not going to go out and kill this motherfucker. We're, no, this is like, hey, we not only want them captured, but we want their asses hung. We want you to kill them or back. <laughs> yeah. D-E-D Shoot style. the fuck out of them. Yeah, we want them hanged. We don't need them hung. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were hung, they probably wouldn't have done this, so just saying. Or maybe they did because they had all the balls. Wait, <clears throat> that doesn't make sense. And and so then after all of this, to kind of show a sense of unity, they actually all sang an uplift, uplifting rendition of the national anthem, <laughs> which, well, which is kind of like a show of like, hey – we're not going to be fucking solidarity. Yeah, yeah we're, camaraderie. We're not going to be put down by this. Nope. You know, you can't do that. Take, it takes more than that to stop America. Mm-hmm. We know this. Uh, the Attorney General, uh, as I pr- mentioned previous, General Mitchell, uh, Attorney General Mitchell Palmer, 
uh, made a statement that he could have prevented the attack if Congress had not slashed his budget in the backlash against his raids that he had ordered to be carried out. Wrong thing to say, bro. He yeah. did this. He said that made this comment while at the scene. Yeah, that's so somebody searching for attention, trying to get like, mm-hmm. hey, told you I needed money. Told you I could stop this. There's, I mean, could he have? Maybe. But there's a time and place to say stuff like that. And yeah. the day after and at the location are neither the time or place. Mm-hmm. And see, Agree. That's, very, that's pretty insensitive. And I'm not usually one to go, oh, uh, don't be more sensitive about stuff. No, I'm... That's that's just a fucking scumbag move. He called for a new deportation campaign and vowed to ram a peacetime sedition bill through Congress. Uh, many backed this idea or way of thinking, but then some felt that fear-mongering was not what was needed at this time. Uh, they wanted to catch those responsible for the attack, and they wanted to try them in the court of law. Now, I feel that I have to kind of back up a little bit in regards to what I had just spoke about because Mitchell, he he was kind of an asshole, I guess, because of the whole fear of of communism. He kind of like instilled it into like there's there's people coming in. There are these anarchists. They're coming in. They're they're you know they're coming in to destroy our country and everything else. So we need to go in and we need to get in these areas and find them and we need to deport their ass back to wherever, you know, to Russia. Well, hmm. some of them weren't. Sounds like something we're going through right now. Yeah. Well, some of these people that were deported back had never, ever done anything wrong. Were good citizens, you know, paid their bills, paid their taxes, did whatever. Never had done anything wrong. Some, yeah, some did. Some were assholes, but I mean, I saw you know they were showing foot. They had actually had like a footage of of the people getting you know rounded up. They're being beat the shit out of by the cops. I mean, you see one guy is just bloodied. You could tell. I mean, it was black and white footage, but you know, yeah, dude, you it's could still tell. like yeah. cops are want they're on the fucking war path. Like everyone's on the war path because shit flows downhill. Higher up, probably the government was like, no, you guys need to fix this problem. I don't care. Bust skulls. Find out who fucking did it. They probably want to find out who did it because they probably have friends and family who lost their lives. Everyone's getting all their shit. Intentions are high. And even though they have the little solidarity fucking kumbaya singing, holding hands bullshit. Cooking marshmallows, probably. Yeah. Well, still, it's one of those things like even though you have that, tensions are still going to be high. Absolutely. They're not going to come down. There's not going to anything that's going to drop that down. And when tensions are that high, people act irrationally. When people act irrationally, things happen. Riots happen. Violence happens. We've seen it in our country. We've seen it with other countries where one little thing just takes one little spark. And then the anarchists win because that's all they want. They want total fucking anarchy. And they know one little thing needs to be the spark to be the ignition source to all of a sudden unleash unholy hell. And if you're doing it in Broad Street, you're doing it right here in the fucking center of this commercial hub of just economy and all this other shit. The most important financial district in the world. Exactly. So if mm-hmm. you do it in that central location, guess what? Everything fucking comes down yeah. a crowd, like all around our knees, around our ankles, whatever. doesn't matter. It just all comes crumbling down, and then they get their way, and now everybody that used to somewhat deal with each other now are going to go at each other's throats. Yeah, and I, uh, Anarchy 101. When in doubt? Go after money. And a lot of the shit that was happening really, I mean, wasn't 
because of being communist. It was just because, well, everyone's the, scared. It was so much of a melting pot that you know there's the, the the areas were so overcrowded with people coming in from other countries. Because I mean, this was just start. You know, of the of the boom of people coming influx. Yeah, this is coming when, in. This is when you had like um you know, like the Ellis Island was was hopping at this time. Yeah, and you would have had like the the different. I don't like to use the term, but like ethnic ghettos and stuff, where it would have been like you that's, know, that's this what is the it was. Italian section, this is the Jewish section, this uh-huh. is the Russian section, this is the whatever Spanish section, you know, whatever. You know, yeah, that's, throw the the one section where everybody kind of gets thrown together. Exactly, and then there's the fucking Irish. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, great book. The co- I mean, great book that really talks about this is by Upton Sinclair, The Jungle. You know, I mean, he really delved into this whole like upheaval and it, just so much shit going on. You know that that just I don't know boiled over. Yeah, and caught you know caused shit like this to happen. Um, now. They never, they never actually did catch the people, or the person or persons responsible for this, but there was many accusations, you know, thrown around mm-hmm. that it could be this one, it could be that one. Um, was there any like notable suspects? Yeah, there was a couple. Okay. Uh, so one was a follower of uh, anarchist Luigi Galliani. Um. That's such a cool name. That name's ringing a bell for some reason. I'm not sure why. Now, should it? Hmm? Should that be, name be ringing a bell for some reason? Because it is. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, there was a follower of Luigi, and then there was also Luigi Galliani. He was also a suspect. Um, the reason why I mean, Galliani that... was uh, was blamed for the bombing was due to the to the anarchist bombings that had taken place several years previous, which were the reasons for the roundups because, you know, they were just, just trying to, you know, I don't know, get a point across. Oh, okay. And then they, then he was, you know, he was trying to get a point across, do, you know, had some bombings to make people listen. Well, it got people's attention, but then also got him, you know, and others being deported back to, well, I'm guessing not Italy. where they were fucking from. Oh. <laughs> Being bored, deported back to Russia. I was going to say Luigi Galliani. I'm going to guess mm-hmm. he's not English. Maybe Italian. Yeah. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that movie. What was it? Born in East LA with Cheech Marin when they were kind of doing this whole thing of rounding up uh, illegal citizens. Cheech Marin's like, dude, I was born in East LA. And so the whole point of the movie is about. Him being deported to Mexico, even though he's an American citizen, and having to sneak into America. Well, it was, it was the same thing that happened with World War II with uh, the you know part of history that people don't like to talk about here with our concentration camps with the Japanese, where most of them were American citizens that were born here, but they're like, ah, no, we don't trust you. Yeah. Because, you know, you probably know somebody that's over there who's, exactly. you know, most likely not involved in anything, but, you know, you're one of them. So, there exactly. you go. Exactly. Uh, I mean, well, uh, also some of that, and uh, there was also like you know German, too, because you know, well, we're fighting one front against the Germans, another front we're fighting against the yeah. Japanese. So a lot of them were on that list too. Yeah, but uh, the, but they weren't rounded up. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the Germans weren't put in camps. I mean, no. would have been a little ironic though. Um, mm-hmm. 
you, know? you really think about it. <laughs> How do you like it? I don't know, sir. Don't like it at all. Uh, you think about you're going to go to timeout, and you're going to think about your actions before you put somebody else in a camp. <laughs> but but I didn't put anybody in camp, man. I'm new. I, I I'm just here for orientation. I'm not sure what's going on yet, but I don't think I'm in the right department. <laughs> I got sent to produce, and now I'm here. This is bullshit. <laughs> The, so the investigators searched Italian neighborhoods for leads, and they went from as far as going in, going to Italy to find Galliani because he had left the United States to interview him, but he was nowhere to be found. Coincidentally, because why would you want to you know be found? Hmm. Um, mm. Hoover, Hoover <laughs> I don't know. Hoover was not convinced that the FBI was truly uh, on the right track, and was. With the investigation, so he sent some agents to Russia in secret to try and prove that Lenin's communists were behind the, the attack. Um, now, I found that there were two different source, uh, sources from from two different sources that the FBI had uh, had a lead beyond the aforementioned two groups, and the sus- one of the suspects was Edward Fisher, who was a lawyer a tennis player, and a frequent patient at a mental hospital. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hell of a combination. Yeah. Based on conversations. Put put that on your business card. Edward Fisher, lawyer, tennis player. Mm, I hang out at mental institutions once in a while because I need to, but. (laughs) They have have really good breakfast. Yeah, Yeah. right? Yeah. They have intercontinental breakfast, which is great because you get orange juice and a bagel. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, So based on conversations with his friends and neighbors, they stated that he was he had predicted the bombing, and it turns out yes, yes, the guy who goes to mental institutions on a weekly basis yeah. predicted it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it turned out that he was actually in Canada on the day of the bombing, and that his prediction was just a delusion that happened to be true. <laughs> Worst timing ever <laughs> to have a fucking weird dream and go. Yeah, no, I saw that happening. Really? Oh, really? Did you? Well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, another suspect that uh, was Petro Angelo, A-N-G-E-L-O. Um, he was c- connected to a bombing in 1919. Uh, Petro was questioned, and he had an alibi for the day of the bombing, but he was still deported back to Italy. I, no, I was I didn't do that bombing. I was at another one, so I was a little busy. <laughs> Listen, all right, you got me. I did the other one, but I didn't do this one. Yeah. If I'm going down for a crime, it's one I actually did, so. Listen here, see. Uh, a, a theory that was given out on PBS show that I watched was that. Do you remember the name of the show so we can tell people in case they want to try to find it? Put in the show notes. Uh, I believe it was Wall Street Bombing. Okay. Another uh, a theory that was actually spit out there on the on the show was an anarchist by the name of Mario Buddha. Um, he was... Uh, let me ask you a question here. Is it a requirement if you're going to be an, uh, uh, an, 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 you're gonna be an anarchist? Do you have to be Italian? I mean, is it does it more helpful? Because they're all Italian so far. I mean, there's but, not, many, not many Pete's apparently bombing stuff. I don't know, <laughs> so man. So I'm just curious. It's like... Is it a conspiracy where it's just you know only the Italians are allowed to do this? Or? Well, I don't know. Edward Fisher was the suspect. Uh, well, maybe his mom was Italian. We don't know. Or maybe they were just the ones that were getting sick of getting beaten up. Were the cops typically Irish? 
Because if they're typically Irish. In, in New York yeah. at that point in time, probably yes. Because they were skull crackers. <laughs> and if they're skull crackers, they're going to go after anybody else that isn't, you know, pretty much Irish. It was, you know, mm-hmm. it's history. Now, they, they said that he was the, probably the one that planted the bomb. Uh, according to the show, he probably placed it because he was protesting the arrest and deportation of fellow anarchists that had been that had taken place. So, you know, which kind of makes sense why the, the whole bomb happened. Um, he was reported to have left the country and gone back to Italy where he was later questioned and firmly denied planting the bomb and being in the area. Uh, over the next 10 years, many leads were followed and many people were questioned, but no one was ever tried and convicted for the cr- bombing. The case was dropped in 1940. So it was just never solved? No. Unsolved crime. Wow. Well, due to lack of evidence and probably no one was going to say anything because it's like, do you really want to piss off the guy who had how much dynamite again? 100 pounds. 100 pounds of dynamite. You're like, do you really want to piss that guy off? Well, another question is, do you really want to piss off anybody who has access to get another 100 pounds of dynamite? Well, yeah, exactly, (laughs) because that's the thing that would freak me the hell out. I was like, nah, I'm cool, man. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, he had 100 pounds of dynamite, but he doesn't anymore. But what if he can get more? Mm -hmm. Then we're fucking done, you know? Well, also you have to take into account a lot of times, depending on what neighborhood you live in, there's going to be no communication because you don't want any, you don't want to communicate with the cops. You don't want to be seen as a rat or a snitch or anything. So the more, like, there are certain, like we said before, I don't want to use the word, but there are certain ethnic uh, ghettos and and cities where if anything happens, happens in-house. But anything that isn't, like, happening to their own people, you keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah, because if you piss off the wrong people, you're gonna end up fucking dead, and you don't, or and if, if, your if, family's gonna end up hurt, or there's there's broad, much more worse things that will happen to you than going, hey, uh, Tony Tuto is over here. He fucking did this bombing. No, you're gonna be like, I ain't saying shit, man, because if I throw him under the bus, or I rat about him, all of his crew or anybody else is gonna come after me, and. Guarantee they probably only had a select few people that knew about what was going yeah. on. It's not something like, hey, guys, hey, guys, I got 100 pounds of dynamite. Want to see what it does when we put it down the street? Yeah, it's awesome. No, they're going to be like, all right, guys. Wait, wait, I heard him. He said he had 100 pounds. But <laughs> it's to the point of where people are going to keep their fucking mouth shut because it's just the way of the times. Yeah. You don't want to piss anybody off. You don't want to say anything because if you do, you may end up fucking dead. And you don't go into someone else's neighborhood. No. You know, and, and you don't if you're if you're Italian, you don't go to the Irish neighborhood, or no. you don't go to the Czech neighborhood, you don't, you don't go to the go, Polish neighborhood, you know, you, you, know, you, you stay you the fucking, fuck home. You stay home. But it, that's the other thing is all of these different groups that were there, like, you know, like the Irish, the Italians, the Polish, the Jewish, all these other people that were there, all had an element of organized crime to them at this point in time in history. Yeah, because they had to. They, they had all to. had their own little fucking mm-hmm. mafia. And if you if you did something, you were going to get fucked up, you know? Yeah, because they had to do something in order to survive. Yeah, you had they had to band together or else they were, you know. They were fucked. Exactly. Yeah. In, in it, just the whole, you know. The bombings and everything. It's just kind of, like I said, it's it was kind of inevitable to have it actually taken place, you know. There was another there's another one, and we might cover it later on. Mm. There's uh, another one, big one, Sokka 1 Vanzetti. 
They're who? Sacco and Vanzetti. They're uh, we're definitely gonna have to cover that because I've never even heard of that before. Yeah. See, he didn't do it. Damn it. What? what? We we're talking about it the other day, and I'm like, you're gonna mention that, and I guarantee you, Seth is gonna make a fucking sock puppet joke because he's a giant wrestling nerd like me. Mr. Sacco and Vanzetti. <laughs> you're the Mick Foley fan. This is true. But uh, it, they were they were anarchists, or they kind of had a bombing thing happen. But uh, kind of had a bombing thing happen. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know. But hmm. uh, you mind vaguing that up? I almost understood part of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what happened was is See the this? bombing they did. They did a double decker in their toilet. Ooh. They may or may not have been involved in illegal or illegal activities. I'd rather not say. Okay. Well, was it ever proven? Yeah. Yes. But I'm not going to say. But it. also, no, it wasn't. Listen, I ain't doing the time. Okay. Are you Italian? Maybe. Possibly. I'm 2.7 percent Italian. We uh, we got our genealogy thing back. That wasn't yours. That's my pretty much my sister. I so. told you yeah. you should do another one. If you if you do you do yours. It's going to turn out different than hers. That's true. But back to what we're saying, though, it's just... Yeah, bombing a bombing like this or mm. several of the bombings previous were going to happen, bound to happen because of the whole melting pot and just tensions. People hate people. Tensions mounting since, well, the Civil War. You know, I mean, if you see the gangs of New York, it was kind of loosely based off of what was really happening. That was where... More and more immigrants coming in and tensions rising because of different things. Well, you Gangs get are wh- created to create a commonality and to help, you know, those who are unfortunate or can't defend themselves. You come together to defend yourself. Exactly. Well, you know, you say it was inevitable. I mean, there's a lot of people that will say the same thing about World War One, where even if, you know, fucking Franz Ferdinand hadn't been killed, it still would have happened. Or but that doesn't mean it, we, it would have, but I don't think it was. I would think have been it, to this degree. Uh, I don't know. I think it would have still been bad, but I, I think that there's too much credence put on one man's death for that whole thing. They're yeah, like, and oh, really th- the band guy, would suck too. Yeah, it's like this guy died, so you know that's why we're starting a, a war that's going to kill. Well, it happened. It happened because millions of people. Well, one had a had a had a thing with the other one had a pact. Okay, well, if this happens, X happens. Well, then Z is going to take place. You know, it was just – it was a domino effect. Well, yeah, no, that I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I, I think it still would have happened. I don't – I think they put too mm. much credence on the fact that this one man died. Maybe. Because the war still would have happened. You, hey. Something else would have happened. Hey. And, you know. That's a conversation for another day. Uh, no, that's, that's a conversation true. for listening to Dan Carlin because he fucking kicked ass on World War One. Just saying, we're okay, but motherfucker, that guy is like gold. <laughs> I, I, could, I would listen to him read the phone book. End quote. God damn, Dan Carlin is the man. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, anytime he's on Joe Rogan, fantastic. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, oh, oh, and when he did, what was it? Thor's Angels. 20 hours on the fucking Khan Dynasty. Mm-hmm. What? God, that was a good couple days at work, I'll tell you. Crazy. But that's, uh, that's what I have on the Wall Street bombing. Wicked, dude. Of nineteen twenty, so uh, it was it was good. I'm just disappointed that they never fucking solved it. Yeah. Well, when you have a guy that looks ordinary and doesn't look like anything special, he could have been a regular white dude, but he also could have been an Italian dude in New York City, or he could have been uh, Irish dude, or, or he could have been Irish, or maybe Polish. I don't know. But you know, he he was definitely a a guy. 
<laughs> that probably would have blended in in just about any fucking neighborhood he walked into. <laughs> Pretty much you know one thing about him. He wasn't a redhead. Yeah, that's right. Unless that cart was cedar, and then you never would have seen him. No, because he could have stayed right in it that way, too. Yeah. Done the world a favor. One less redhead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that one hurt. Love you, buddy. That one hurt. But I'll take it. <laughs> so All right, let's start these closing statements. So with that said, if you... Uh, so if you... Uh, no. Well, we're just going to jump right into that, and you don't no. have anything else to say? Or? No. Well, I don't know. Do we? About this? I mean, I, I think I've... Uh, I don't know. Fuck. One, 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 one little criticism I will give you. We got dangerously close to getting political here, and I don't like that on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of, of politics. That's why I kind of stay quiet. When, as soon as the politics happen, I'm like, stay quiet. What politics? No, it was just, I, I'm saying we didn't get into politics, but we got, like, danger close. Like, broken arrow close for politics there. It could have it gotten political on other shows, nope. but thank you God stop. we were just like, you stop. meh. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I didn't we'll shut it up mm-hmm. now. I didn't go political. I yeah, want to. Huh? I didn't want to. No, and I'm glad you didn't because I don't fucking like talking about it it's a waste of time but you know what's not a waste of time what going to studio and checking out headphones or hey, earbuds hey whoa whoa boom whoa, whoa. You fucking that. politician you're stealing our shit here <laughs> oh, oh sorry sorry <laughs> so Why if, if you want little... facial relations with that kevin i am not a cook i am i like to cook no richard nixon couldn't cook what a motherfucker he was a fucking criminal but he couldn't cook mm, i am not a cook <laughs> i am a chef Ronald Reagan punched a McDonald's once, though. <laughs> Reagan smash. <laughs> Reagan sleepy. Uh, well, on that note. If you like hearing us and don't want anybody else to hear us, because, you know, the, they might be like, what the fuck? Go to studio.com and check out the headphones and earbuds that they have. They have a great selection. But, hey, before you put your earphones back on and start ignoring them again, tell them about the show, goddammit, please. <laughs> yeah, we, we can contact <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're like, oh, oh, wait, what was that you're listening to? Oh, it's called Dark Windows Dark Podcast. Windows. Now, fuck off. Go back to your desk, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen you here, Roger. <laughs> they were swearing. So what? This is why I'm happy I work fuck. in a factory. Yeah, yeah. They were swearing, Teresa. I don't seem to hear you complaining about it. So L- shut up. Last week, eat when your you fucking were, chicken salad and be quiet. <laughs> last week, when you were at the water cooler, and you, you were saying, well, fuck them and fuck this and. Never mind, they went off the rails. Sorry. Yeah, a little bit. Jeez, you got aggressive. Yeah, you got to chill out the fuck words, man. Get yeah. aggressive. Fuck, you fucking swear all the fucking time. Yeah, man, that guy that told us that we swear too fucking much yeah. is going to be mad. Fuck. Fuck. <sighs> anyway. Try it once, never again. Yeah. No, that <laughs> was cool. That was perfect. I, mean, I think we're going to turn that into a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, so go check out Studio. You, they have a, two varieties of over-the-ear headphones. The they got a Regent and the Klar, and then they got uh, some earbuds, variety of those. Shit Find of what you want, and, and uh, put them in your basket. Go to checkout and put in a discount code of Dark Windows fifteen. Get fifteen percent off. Save some money, and then uh, go check out another little place where you could save some money. Now Seth talks. What I was saying Insert on my mic. Seth. I was enjoying my <laughs> mic, looking at it, saying, "What's up, Mike? The How smell. you doing?" Dude, it smells like ass up here right now. Yeah, you're welcome. Stop farting. I can't help it, dude. I've had just, like, it smells like I've digested baby shit. And that's what my farts smell like. It's yeah, fucking terrible. Yeah, because you can't smell. That's all I'm smelling. It's been smelling yeah. since we started this. All right, anyway. 
that other cool place where you can save some money. And if you're into painting miniatures or you know anybody else that's into painting fun little miniatures of all different varying scales and degrees, head over to GameEnvy.net where you, you can look at all the fun little tools that will help you become a much better painter or will help somebody else you know become a much better painter or hobbyist enthusiast as like myself. Is, is it fair to say they sell a variety of doodads for painting? Bits and bobs. I was going to say bits and bobs, but I went with doodads. I'm going to go with bits and bobs. Yeah, they sell a variety of bits and bobs and doodads and thingamajiggers. They don't sell widgets because, you know, they're not in the widget business and, you know. Yeah, they don't have no spinners. Do they have God. any who's and what's-its? No. God, no. This isn't. You get who's and what's-its Walmart. You get uh, good stuff. I was like. Thingamajiggers? You get good stuff in Game that. Envy. You did? Yeah. Fuck. I was listening. Wait a Damn it. I'm sorry. Anyway, now we've found out what happens. That's what happens when you get you take a week off. Motherfucker, I took off over a month and I came in fucking guns blazing. Pew, 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 pew. Fuck you. He came back in fucking swinging, dude. Because that door slam's really cool. But yeah, so you head over to GameEnvy.net and you figure out what you like. You enjoy it. You're like, man, I want this. I want this. And the color of this, I would like this. And you put it in the cart. You head over to checkout. You put in the promo code Broadstone. I spelled it in the beginning. I don't know if it was that good or not, but spelled hey. Spelled it once, won't again. Yep. Not my thing. <laughs> and then you'll save yourself 10% off your entire order. Why? Because I love you. And with a new year comes new promo codes. And guess what? What? There's also another place if you want to get into miniatures or gaming, board gaming, tabletop gaming, card gaming, card gaming comic books. Some other not awesome comic book gaming though. There is comic book gaming. Shh, no way. But I'm. But that's on you to do the research. If you don't know, send me a message on the Instagram. Broadscone underscore gracious. Shh. Plug. <laughs> but you head on over to diceheadgames.com, and those beautiful people over there will literally help you. Huh? He's got the literally and snuck it in. Shh, don't tell that. Don't tell that guy. He'll get, <laughs> get mad. Tell that one random dude. That, <laughs> that one dude. He'll get mad. Literally wrong. Yeah, they'll literally help you out with everything you can ever need want or have any questions about with gaming comic books collectibles whatever shane and the rest of the crew over there are fabulous if you're into any kind of game system you don't want anymore or like you need to get rid of it primarily the miniature gaming side take pictures of it send them an email because they have their own special little trade-in program well they will give you the best the best price on the market for said miniatures and it doesn't matter as long as they're complete they don't care. Will they literally do it? They will actually, actually. They will do it. They will actually, moistly, literally, ointmently take actually. them. Actually, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they will give you the best price over there, and they'll give you amazing store credit to put it towards something else that is more of your your liking, your taste. Yeah, sweet. So, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I have a little side note thing here. Uh, I want just want to thank everybody for the well wishes and everything from my mom. Yeah. Boom, that was me. Um, I uh, I sent love. Thanks. Thanks, thanks. Hugs and love. My uh, just a little update. My mom is uh, doing better now. Yes. Um, she's still got a road to recovery, but uh, yeah, I just kind of want to give you guys an update on it. It was, it was a little scary for a while. Yes, it was quite scary. I was, I was, you know, yeah, scared. <laughs> right for <laughs> so, dude. Loser. So, but uh, she's on the road to recovery, and send Mama Speedy more love. More yeah. love. Just all the love from everywhere. So Pushing it into her. Love. Okay, that was inappropriate. That was inappropriate. <laughs> I was, it was supposed to be a lot more, you know, loving and caring. It's going to push it in her. Ugh. 
No, man. I don't know. It was inappropriate, Seth. All right. My mom, my mom would just be like, well, I douche, so. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was interesting. Kevin C.'s wedding, I will never look at your mom. Well, uh, at Kevin C.'s wedding, I will never look at Kevin H.'s mom ever the same again because some of the stuff that her and I talked about when we were getting drunk was amazing, but in the same breath, I was like, hmm. This is an inappropriate conversation to have with I think I need an adult, person. and you're a pretty badass lady. <laughs> and then your dad's looking at me like, get the fuck away from me. Yes, sir. I'm going to go over here, stand in the corner, and drink vodka. That's uh, what I do. But I'm I'm definitely happy she's feeling better. Um, yeah. Um, it's uh, It was, a little, yeah, like I said, a little scary getting a phone call at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm. You know, and I was like, oh, shit. So, but... You know she's she's on the road to recovery. She's gonna go to rehab and try to kick some ass, take some kick some ass more. She get her she she's uh she got her uh, first thing back was uh, the fuck word. Of course, you know, it's like a family trait for you guys. Oh, she's you drop a lot of f bombs. Your mom drops a lot, a lot of f bombs. Not your usually. pops. Eh, he doesn't care. No, your dad just you know he likes it as land make, shots. Makes uh. jokes about me having sex with you know. Goats. Farm animals, so mm-hmm. calls you different names. Yeah, but some of which we won't repeat here because we'll lose listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure he'll listen and he'll go, "Yeah, yeah, I know exactly which one he's send talking an email about." Email to the show. <laughs> I don't think he'll email. He'll just be like, "Hey, you didn't tell him that I uh, that I call, I call you a Pollock or anything like that." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you to eat shit and bark at the moon. You know. <laughs> Hey, my mom would tell you to piss up a rope. Yep. No, your mom would tell me to go fuck up a rope. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Because she, she gets her analogies mixed up, just like the bartender in uh, Boondock Saints. It's mix and match <laughs> shit. It's got to go. But uh, uh, with that said. Hey, we, let's do some plugs real, real quick. We got, oh, uh, we got some plugs? Yeah, we got. We already you know, did our plugs. No, we didn't plug. We haven't plugged our Instagram or our Facebook in fucking ages. Oh, yeah. So you can go check us out. We're on uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Dark Windows Pod. We're at Facebook at Dark, Dark. Windows Podcast. We're the only ones there. Um, Kevin Heyer. What? Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram account. Uh, shit. <laughs> Speedy802. Yes, that's there what it go. is, at Speedy802. I am at KCarlton87, and yeah. Seth is at... Broadstone underscore creations, where you can see me doing a bunch of random hobby shit. Not related to your nerds and your stupid nerddom. Wait, never mind. Also see, partially uh, naked. And you'll see... Not you'll see, uh, Damn. You'll see Kevin and I on Facebook... Kevin Carlton and Kevin Heyer. So. Yeah. Well, you're the only Kevins. They know your voice is clearly not mine. Yeesh. Mine is sexy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Something else we haven't talked about in fucking forever. I got to apologize to Kentucky. Oh, no. No. Good. No, I don't think so. We uh, we got a PayPal account if anybody wants to donate and help uh, help keep the lights on here at Dark Window Studios. No, we want Patreon. Well, we have to set up a Patreon still, but we have PayPal. No, the only time people are going to Patreon is easier you don't just do paypal man well i set up the the paypal's been set up we have to set up the patreon because we have to figure out like uh things for it logistics yeah that is fucking Um, sweet magic but also i was talking to i was talking to one of our listeners on facebook because i started a thing uh just more out of shit you know more for shits and kicks trying to figure out where everybody's from uh one of our listeners from uh actually no i'm gonna cut this part out real quick because i had to find him because i want to mention him by name Oh, had a pretty fucking excellent idea, but Seth's got something he's going to mention real quick. So, listener of the show, Steve from over in the UK, his birthday is today. At the Happy time of birthday, recording. Steve from the UK. Yeah, 
I think he's 30. If not, he's 30. Eh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's 30. I don't oh. remember. Oh, Steve. All right, hold on here. That was a totally bad accent. He's going to come over here and kick your ass. I wasn't an accent for England. I was just saying, oh, Steve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Son of a bitch, where is he? I don't know, dude. What the fuck are you doing? Trying to find the... Is it another review? Because I love reading the reviews. No, no, no. Okay, right here. I actually got a lot of, like, thank yous for reading reviews because I'm very cool. <laughs> very <laughs> convincing. It was actually uh, listener Nick Arnold um, who lives in Ohio near the border of West Virginia, I'm guessing. Because cool. he, he lives fairly close to Point Pleasant. Whoa. And I was like, I want to go. I told him, like, I want to go down and see the statue in the museum. He's like, we go every year to the festival. It's getting big. And I said, I'm definitely going next year. Like, come hell or high water, I am going next year. Um, and he mentioned, maybe we can do an Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky meetup. And I said, fuck, yes, let's do that. That'd be awesome. I but would love Vermonters. to meet some people. No, if we go down to down to West Virginia to check at the Mothman Festival, I would love to meet some people. That'd be fucking sweet. That'd be sweet. Wait, wait. Nowhere near Kentucky? It's close to Kentucky-ish. You think they'll go? Maybe. They might come just to fucking beat you up. Because no, I'll just kick him his way. Huh? Go after that Kevin H. kid. He's... I just read his writing. You're the no. You're the one that you know oh, blames somebody else's writing on Kentuckyed. What? what whoa! You why made am, you made Kentuckyed a verb. <laughs> <laughs> why am I getting blamed for shit? I don't know because you're welcome back. Oh, yeah. welcome back, scapegoat. Because you right. wear glasses, you fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, nerd. <laughs> yeah, nerd. Says all three nerds that wear fucking glasses because none of us can see shit. Um, no, I can see shit, but I just I'm legally blind in the state of Vermont. Well, actually, in the U.S., I need to wear contacts or glasses. But not in Europe, though. I don't know. I've never fucking been there. I didn't look at their rules. I'm Wait, just not allowed to drive without my contacts or glasses. Is is there a different? Is there like a different you know, measurement for your reading over there? Do they do it like metric eyesight? I don't fucking know. Again, <laughs> never been there. Uh, anyway, can we just go home now? No. no, we got wrestling to watch, dude. Yeah, watch the rest of that fucking NXT thing. It's gonna be fucking awesome. And with that said, just because you can't see out, not yours. Are... Nope, oh, not shit. yours, bud. Fuck you, then. Stealing people's see? gimmicks. There, haha. It's gimmick infringement, see? bitch. I'll Again, kill you. The whole fuck you thing. Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Love you, kisses. Bye bye. Toodaloo. Hey everybody, this is Ben, host of the Diamonds and Roses podcast, bringing you the latest and greatest updates on MLB 2PDX. That's Portland, Oregon. We talk about past, present, and future history of baseball in Oregon, while also bringing you the latest and greatest updates on the project itself and Major League Baseball. So we uh, just wanted to take some time to say thanks to our uh, friends, Dark Windows Podcast, and they got a great show going on, so just keep it locked in here. Every week, Wednesday, they have brand new episodes, and we also release our brand new episodes on Monday. So peace out. Have a great good one.